Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of the Third Deck Lounge podcast. Today I have Thomas Grady here with us talking to us about uh, just everything he's doing with the MMA and shit and what he's been doing since he got out. Shit's going to be pretty cool. Welcome to the show, man. What's up, man? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, sorry, my mic sucks. You know, it's a cheap deal, but it's what yeah, it is. no, no big deal, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you were. Uh, so let's just kind of hear a little bit about yourself, because I I know you're pretty new to like Instagram. You're bigger on like Facebook or something. So I don't I don't really know too much about you myself, but I remember Nolan like telling me about you. Uh yeah. Um, I'm honestly just uh I'm only on Instagram now. I'm not on Facebook anymore. Um, but uh, that's just what I'm using. Uh, right now but you know i did my little tour service uh didn't really see much got out um and then got into the mma through uh you know the, I, I signed up like probably while i was you know star platoon short timer against reenlistment just fucking off getting my checkout shit done signed up for jujitsu and then went from there so but uh so you yeah so you always like did you always want to get like do fights and shit or did you was that just something that kind of started as a hobby that you kind of just uh went with um the marine corps kind of introduced me to like ground fighting because you know they don't get those you know 18 year old kids that are all like amped up boxing gloves because they'll take each other's head off um, right. but, uh, <laughs> why they give them like giant q-tips and shit you know, but uh, fucking, then they have you roll around and shit. And I was in, I was always interested in that because we had a regimental games. Um, I forget, forget when they were, but uh, we had a uh, one of the dudes who trained jujitsu was in our platoon, and uh, Brooks actually, and he was the one that the sixth or third battalion put up to represent us in like the Achilles Challenge, where they had their single best ground fighter or whatever, and Brooks, you know. Josh Koshek was there, like UFC fighter, holding on this whole charity and whatnot. And Brooks was our representative for the entire battalion to go, you know, for everybody from one six, two six, three six, etc. So he was in our platoon, and he kind of got me into it. And then I started training at the gym that he trained at. Um, and I'm like, oh, so you, you're the ones who made, you know, this monster in our platoon. Um, so that's martial arts and more out in Jacksonville. Uh, it's right next to the Angry Ginger. Um, and yeah, they they set me straight, pretty solid group, and uh, you know. It's in terms of like transition too, like uh, definitely helps. Um, like you know, you still have that that warrior mentality, that alpha competitive mentality, competitive environment, and it keeps you going. You know, so like definitely helps with that. Fill that hole of uh, camaraderie that a lot of people feel when they separate. So yeah, man, definitely. Mm-hmm. And so when you like, I guess when you started doing jujitsu, you just like kind of fell in love with it. I'm guessing. Um, a lot of people who do it. Uh, you know they're very like relaxed and whatnot and you know, i say uh I-, I fell in love with it because like i could see the violence that it has in it um like you know you can go smooth and whatnot it's jujitsu stands for the gentle way um and you can go smooth with it but if you imply like you know violence to it then you can you know it's it's even more effective and, it, and that's actually what happened this last fight uh, i got just dominated on the feet. I got head kicked, dropped, um, almost got knocked out. And luckily he kicked when he, or he slipped when he head kicked me and we took it to the ground. And by the end of the round, you know, I survived his ground and pound. I was at the bottom of the mount, used jujitsu, standard, you know, high percentage shit, elbow escape, got to uh, guard, tried to throw a triangle. And then round two, we went to the ground again and I actually got my triangle. But, you know, I, I, I just think like it's, uh, I don't know, definitely. A good hobby it's a good skill you know grunts like to fight anyway so you're going to use it so 
Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, so when you were learning all this stuff, like, how do they go about, like, teaching you guys this stuff, and, like, how different is it? Like, I know, obviously, it's different from uh, ground fighting, but, like, how, just how much different is it? Like, how much more in-depth um, do you go? Not really. Uh, it's not much. It's obviously, okay, much more much more in-depth and much more, um, you know, straight to the point of, like, this is the proper way to execute an arm bar, et cetera, et cetera, because when you're being taught by, like, you know, a green belt or a black belt in McMath, it's just not at that level. Like, even though they're a black belt, like, it's just not the same amount of time. Like, I always put it this way, like, after four years in the infantry, you're probably, like, you know, a purple belt at, like, gunplay, you know, clearing rooms, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so if you consider it like that, you know, you don't have four years of map by the time you're a black belt. You probably have a year of real martial arts training, maybe. And just when you're when you're getting trained by somebody who has 10, 15 years, like, um man multiple people like that uh, they can impart so much knowledge onto you and you know if you're younger you can use your athleticism and whatnot and you know conduct the techniques that they that teach you with violence and youthful vigor and you can generally like you know it generally helps that's why you see like, these monsters and ufc and whatnot you know young people who just have an accumulated martial arts knowledge from the, the passed down to them from their sensei and they just wreck house like you know izzy adesanya you know paula costa people like that well i guess we'll see about paul but yeah yeah, that's all. That's pretty um, crazy, dude. That's that's super cool. I've always uh always thought that shit was kind of interesting because I know a lot of dudes get into it, um, which I always thought was kind of funny because anytime there's like a ground fighting PT, they'd be the ones that were pissed the fuck off. <laughs> oh yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like doing jujitsu for fun. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty plug and play with the Marine Corps. Like like I said, it fits everything, the mentality of it, and all that. So. Yeah. Is there, is there like, a lot of vets that usually tend to do uh, jiu-jitsu? Absolutely. Like, uh, there are. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah. Is it almost like... Biggest uh, thing is, uh, like... Oh, I'm sorry, what were you saying? I was going to say, like, biggest thing is, like, I think if people are thinking about doing it, they should just do it. Like, because for one, you're going to learn something. And for two, they want your money. So if you pay them, you know, for a subscription, they're going to put time into you and they're going to teach you. And, you know, that's how they get by. And it's just, like... I don't know. It's definitely a recommended hobby for sure. Yeah. How long did it take you to like kind of figure out how to how to do? Like, were were you just like naturally good at it, or did you just like get choked the fuck out for a while until you figured it out? Both. Um, to tie it back into the Marine Corps thing, you do, you already probably have a good amount of ground fighting because you don't do a lot of striking in the Marine Corps. But whenever you do guys do ground fighting, you do a good amount of it. So. Um, you have a little bit of ground fighting coming in from the Marine Corps, and then, like, yeah, you'll get smacked by some people consistently, like, uh, our black belt, like, uh, here's, like, a weird example, too, that comes with training for so many years, like, how often do you, like, try to, like, make your, like, uh, toes, you know, touch your shin bone, you know, lifting your foot up in that manner? Not something you do normally, but whenever you're defending an ankle lock, you know, you put the boot on, that's what you do, you try to, like, keep your toe from, from being extended. And, like, so if some dude who's been doing that for 15 years has, like, muscles that normal people don't have. Or just muscles that have been trained in a, in a manner that normal people don't have. So, like, I don't know. When people grab you and shit, it's just... For me, it took me about probably six months for it all clipped. For I was seeing, you know, arm bars, rear naked chokes from positions that were unorthodox and whatnot. I'd say any, any military veteran who can attempt it, specifically the Marine Corps, because I know the Army, their combative program has a lot more striking. Um... But anyway, specifically from the Marine Corps, you would definitely translate well to ground fighting for jujitsu and whatnot. So it wouldn't take long, maybe six months to a year before anybody 
you know, picks it up really well. I, I got my blue belt in a year and a quarter, so. Is that like a, like a normal time that it takes? Uh, I think or... the normal, like two years, two or three years. Oh, really? Generally. Oh, wow. But the cri- yeah. Uh, the criteria, and I got double promoted. Um, I also do Pancrase. Pancrase is essentially saying you have like a blue belt in MMA. Um, it's it's uh, the martial art that like uh, Alexander the Great used to use, the Olympians used to use, and it's literally just you know striking with jujitsu. Like they have arm locks, arm bars, chokes. So um, I'm blue belt in that as well. Um, yeah, it, it just it plugs in. Like uh, that was training probably four times a week sometimes twice a day oh really that's crazy and and, um so (laughs) when you go and sign up for this stuff is this like a lot of like group kind of uh like are you just kind of on the mats just doing everything constantly or they kind of like is it more like a one-on-one thing like instructors that are like walking you through how to do shit and or i don't know Um, most gyms have it established where it's a class a class schedule throughout the week so, you know, you go in there at 6 p.m., that's when jiu-jitsu starts. And then 7 p.m., it rolls right into, class goes for an hour. 7 p.m., will roll right into MMA. You know, a lot of people go home after 6. Some people stay from, like, 6 to 9 p.m., you know, and do all the classes for the evening. And then if, for how those work, it'll be, like, two or three instructors on the mat. or I'm sorry, one or two instructors on the mat, depending on how many instructors they have per class. And then, you know, if you're still in jiu-jitsu, the black belt will walk around go around and correct everybody as he's watching them, you know, show you the technique, all that. MMA, same thing, show you the technique. You, at the class you go to execute, you got any questions, you just call the coach over. And then, of course, there's private lessons. So that's the class. And then for private lessons is that one-on-one time where it's like, hey, the black belt's just going to take you in the, into the cage and be like, all right, you're just going to, like, survive for three minutes and I'll evaluate your tendencies. Here's what I would fix, et cetera, et cetera. And that's where you get, like, that definitely puts you ahead, especially if you, like, you know, take it and apply it. Oh, shit. That's pretty cool. And then, um, so you you told me before uh, we started recording uh, that kind of from there you got into, like, uh, the MMA. And, like, how did, how did that really happen? Uh, for the MMA, um, I got invited to, a, I was strictly doing jiu-jitsu, and I was doing a couple kickboxing classes. And, you know, the kickboxing class is like cardio kickboxing, and every other Wednesday we do, like, one sparring round, you know. Because the coach there, you can, the class is very uh, inclusive. You know, you can have soccer moms do professional professional MMA fighters there. So, you know, it's, if it is what it is, they, they try to pair everybody up correctly. But I was doing the kickboxing, and then I got invited to um, morning sparring, and then that's invite only. Uh, went in there um, and did well, and, you know, my cardio lasted. That's really all I did well. Besides that, I got my ass beat. But uh, cardio lasted, and then they invited me on for that. And so I really expanded my kickboxing game by doing that and continued to do jiu-jitsu in the evenings. And from there, I competed in uh, two jiu-jitsu tournaments. I got bronze and silver in my first, and I got gold in my second. And then from there, I got uh, asked them if I could fight MMA. They said, you'd they said, yeah, they said they felt I was ready, and they uh, contacted Vincent in South Carolina, and Derek Brunson's gym had a guy for me to fight, John John Carlson. Shout out to John John. Um, excellent fight, and then moved on from there. So so you kind of, and you said you were in uh, what area? I'm in Jacksonville right now, so. Oh, uh, like North Carolina, Jacksonville? 
Oh, okay. So, so, oh, okay. So I was thinking, all right. I was thinking you were somewhere else. That's all pretty crazy, though, man. And how do they find, like, these other, like, fighters, I guess? Do they, is, is it just kind of, um, like, hitting them up? Yeah, matchmaking is, as an amateur, well, matchmaking is kind of, like, difficult. Like, um, it's difficult and it's not. They try to match people up that are stylistically similar or, like, things, or they'll put on a good show. So they try to do, but, like, from amateurs, it's a lot easier. You know, you can be like, hey, this guy's been training for a year. This guy's been training for a year. And this is what the matchmaker's job is to make sure that, you know, they're equal. They're equal opponents. Um, but for professional, like, you never know. to be like, hey, this dude's been training for five years. He's, like, has a really good MM amateur MMA record. This is his pro debut. And then they debut you against a dude who's, like, from Thailand with, like, 500 fights. And, like, you know, he head kicks you in one shot. You know, you've been training for five years, you know. So, like, professional matchmaking is a little more difficult because you never know who's entering the professional game. But amateur-wise, it's generally just, like, coaches in the gyms, they all talk to the promoter, and the promoter and the uh, state athletic commission will all have a liaison, that, and they all talk to each other, and they figure out who, to, who should go with who. So, you try and, to do it safely. Their, their goal is to protect the athlete. Right, yeah, so don't just get the shit beat out of them. <laughs> Yeah, you don't put people in there with monsters and shit. Right. <laughs> Just happens still, obviously. So, so that fight in South Carolina, was that, like, your first, like, real fight? Um, the one that just happened was my second. Uh, the first one was in August 28th of this year, I'm pretty sure. Oh, shit. Uh, so, so when you did this, uh, when you went to the first fight, like, how did you feel? Like, what was it, you know, what was it like? Fucking calm, man. I felt so calm. Um, I, I oh, really? Like, uh, yeah. Um, I I felt I felt more jitters at my first jujitsu tournament. I felt like a my jujitsu tournament. I felt like a middle school fist fight, man. I was like shaking, like couldn't control myself. Oh, really? So, so you yeah, you were, MMA fight. That's kind of crazy. So that's kind of crazy because yeah, it's like you're throwing punches and shit in uh, MMA and like uh, in jujitsu. My, my corner more. was like uh. My corner was like, you good, man? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. They're like, because like, I guess like I just look so normal. They thought I was like losing it inside. I was like, nah, I'm good. I did great that fight. Like uh, striking wise, I definitely did a lot better. Um, you know, I, I'm going to try to do pressure and whatnot and, you know, keep keep my enemy on, on their toes. But uh, yeah, this last fight, though, I got I got fucking rocked. So. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, and so what's your record now that uh... Uh, two and oh, amateur? Oh shit! Okay, that's pretty. That's fucking sick. That's actually yeah, both sick. Both finishes. Both finishes. So. Oh yeah. Both. Yeah, so that video. Yeah, man, that video you sent me uh, from your fight—that was hilarious. That actually, uh, I've watched that. I was like, because <laughs> I was expecting just a normal like fight video, and then it's fucking—it's like half meme, half fight video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I'll get better at that. That's my first. I was like, I got home and I was like, Wait, that dude did fuck me up. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw him in there too. Like I'm gonna give him his highlights. I have no problem showing that. Uh, yeah. That was uh, Isaiah Martins. He was a six-one man, six-one at 155. 155 is a good balance of like uh, power and speed, you know. Like yeah, it sounds good, like it. Dangerous way classified at it's like Khabib, McGregor, all that, and just you have some quick dudes that still have knockout power. And that dude, like at six one, he got in front of me, and I was like, God, damn, how the fuck am I gonna reach this dude? <laughs> and like, <laughs> and motherfucker uh, hit me with a front uh, teep, so just like basically with his toes, you know, trying to try to kick my uh, solar plex. Like I was able to to like blade my body and move that, but uh, yeah, 
wasn't shortly long after that. Hit me with a leg kick. And he programmed me so perfectly. Hit me with a leg kick and then a head kick. And I was like, oh, shit. Now I'm fucking dazed and confused. And woke yeah. up with his ass on mount. And luckily, I'm, a, I'm good at jiu-jitsu. So I, was, I feel like I was calmer on the ground after getting head kicked than he was trying to get to finish, trying to pound my face in. Right, right. I was able to advance position, get back to guard. And then, yeah. So, from... From, did you and I'm guessing that was like a uh, that was probably like a really big like learning experience for you, like being in there with someone that was kind of like just kind of like fucking you up for for 100%, a little bit. Hundred percent. Um, the the last fight, my my first fight with John John, that was a learning experience. Um, I think he was technically a better striker than me, but I just stuck to my fundamentals, pressure and jab, and you know that that melted him over time. Uh, my my second fight, uh, I got that head kick, and I was like. For one, I learned uh, you're never out of the fight, ever. Like, um, I can using jujitsu, you can you can stick to a motherfucker like glue, and it becomes very difficult for him to strike you, even if he's in mount and whatnot. But another thing I learned is uh, not to get programmed so easily, and I got some holes in my striking that definitely need to get fixed. But um, yeah, but biggest thing I learned is you know, fourth rule of the infantry: you know, winning is the decision. So you 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 you're out of the fight when you're want to be out of the fight. He had kicked me. I woke up with him on top of me, and I was like, "Oh fuck, let's go, let's go." So, damn, that's fucking, that's almost fucking crazy. Uh, just going into that kind of shit, and then was there like a lot of people watching and shit? Yeah, there was probably uh, I'd say maybe two hundred people, maybe one hundred fifty to two hundred. Oh damn. Yeah, I'm... they have tables. My wife was there. My son. Yeah, I'm sure that was nerve wracking. <laughs> you, you hear her taking the video? She's like, "Come on, Thomas." Come on! And, uh, and then round two, I'm like, I'm like in the corner, like <laughs> screaming, like murder! And then, uh, <laughs> and then came out and got the dub. So, and uh, yeah. how old is your son? Is he like old enough to know like what's going on? Nah, he's a year and a quarter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's getting there. Yeah, that's all pretty yeah, cool though, man. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I I loved it. Like, I went and you know Isaiah Martin, the guy who head kicked me after I. After I got the uh, triangle submission on him, uh, I went to the locker room and talked to him, you know, and he was like, that's good shit. I was like, I told him to stay fighting. Like, uh, he's he's a pretty lanky dude. He's probably going to be a dangerous guy at 155, so he almost got me. So don't, you know, I, I, I'd like try to be like that. I try to be good sportsmanship, you know, it's all, when you're fighting amateurs, maybe when I'm pro, pro, if I do go pro, I won't do that. But when you're fighting amateur, man, nobody's getting paid for this shit. Everyone's going out there and getting their... You know, putting their lives on the line to get put on a show—not their lives, but definitely risking injury. Yeah, and I was gonna ask you about that. Is how often do do you get like injured just training, or even from these like fights and shit? Um, every every fight I've gone into, I've gone into injured. Um, injuries from honestly, they're from the Marine Corps that have like progressed, but it is what it is. But uh, yeah, every fight I've gone into, I've gone in injured, and most fighters are like that, like. Generally, during camp, you're going to have, like, a, a hell week, if you will, where you're going to go a little bit harder. Try to do that, you know, two two months to at least six weeks out. This way you have time to heal. And uh, some people acquire injuries during that time, and, hey, man, you just got to roll with it, so. Yeah, I was going to say, do you, do you have, like, um, a certain routine you do that, like, helps you kind of kind of fix that or heal that? Or, like, I don't know what you um, would... I will say... It doesn't really matter what routine I choose or what routine somebody else would choose. The biggest thing is to have a routine. To have a routine. If you have a routine, um, for example, for your fight, like uh, 
If you're going to drive to the gym and work out, listen to your walkout song. If your walkout song will get played and you'll get amped and you'll be in fight mode. Um, the routine should be like if your workout is starts off with, you know, eight minutes jump rope, stretches, planks, stretches, crunches, stretches, planks, stretches, crunches. Say that's 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 one that you choose to use. Um, make sure you do that. Make sure when you're when you're warming up every day, you do that. And then when you're at your fight day, you warm up with that or something very similar. You know, uh, so the biggest and, and that routine keeps your body going, keeps your, you know, motion is lotion. If you don't want to get a surgery on, you know, an MCL or something on your knee, like, and it's not, it's good enough where you can still walk. Motion is lotion. Talk to a physical therapist, like they'll keep you going. But as long as you have that routine, your body will, will have its circadian rhythm and it'll be able to function, you know, busted up knees, busted up shins, whatever. Um, what is that shit they always say? Body in motion tends to stay in motion. So yeah, yeah. I have a routine I execute, and yeah, for anybody out there who has their own, they know what I'm talking about. Like it definitely for the fight, I do the same thing I do every day, you know. And I listen to my walkout song, which I got to say, Derek Brunson's last DJ was utter trash. The dude couldn't even operate a damn computer. Um, just throwing that out there. I know I already told Brunson about it, but just got to throw that out there on the uh, on the big mic. Because uh, I was uh, rather upset. Because, like I said, I listened to my, you know, walkout song and shit every day. And then I came out to, like, Freebird or something or Share. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> almost, that almost, like, throws you off, though. Yeah, I just yeah. laughed. But it was, like, yeah. It was definitely. That's fucking, that's funny, dude. Um, And then I guess for, like, anybody that's, like, listening to this that's kind of wondering, like, uh, how to get into this shit. Where did, where did you really, like... Uh, where did you, I guess once you started doing jiu-jitsu and they were like, oh yeah, like you can do MMA, like how did you really, like who did you look for to start to get into that? Um, I have my coach, uh, Gustavo, Gustavo Duarte, uh, Tinotron2020 on Instagram. Um, he's definitely been like my mentor on like walking me through the fight game, getting my fights, all that. Like, you know, hey, you gotta get your bloods and eyes done, all that. But in terms of like, just to go back to even getting a gym, I was lucky enough to see one of the products produced by this gym. Um, guy in my unit named Brooks, like I said, he was so good that we put him up as the regimental, or as the battalion representative for the regimental games, just for strictly ground fighting, you know? Um, so we put him up, like, so I saw a product from that gym, so that's how I was able to pick a good gym. But uh, for assessing a gym to go to before you even compete, just, like, go there, and, like, you'll be able to see their belts on their walls. Ask him about when they got them and see if you can go on YouTube and look up that footage, you know, watch watch their fighters compete and whatnot and go from there. But uh, in terms of the actual fight game, that's just for selecting a gym. In terms of the actual fight game, uh, yeah, I have my coach to kind of like, now I have an understanding. Now I know you can contact the state commission, contact, really just have to contact the promoter. Oh, there's and a always, state commission? Yeah, you have to, every, the reason why you can't fight in North Carolina right now is because I think their last budget, they defunded the athletic commission, or at least the boxing commission, because the MMA falls under that. Oh, so what? That's why, I didn't even know yeah. that was, like, tied into the government at all. Yeah, that's why, like, yeah, every, everyone, every, that's why, like, the UFC tries to do their stuff in, like, Nevada, because, like, Nevada has one of the best MMA commissions. Um, oh, like, yeah. that all makes sense now. I didn't even know that. Because if you do if you do it in certain commissions, commissions provide the judges, and if they're like a place that's never seen an MMA fight before, and they're judging it with like boxing rules, like yeah, you don't, you don't know how that. Yeah, like that shit happens. It's they've definitely they've smoothed it out now because MMA has become such a mainstream sport. But yeah, for a while that was an issue. But uh, yeah, 
the fight game itself, you can talk to the commission, talk to a promotion, for example, like Ultimate Battlegrounds is not Derek Brunson's promotion, but there's other ones, you know, locally. You just literally look them up on Tapology or SureDog.com, and that's how you get into fighting. Like, I would definitely recommend to do a couple jujitsu competitions beforehand um, for one to get your ground game secure, and jujitsu is uh, low risk, high reward. Like, generally speaking, it's a very respectable community. Um, and like, even in competition, I had a kid who kind of popped my elbow with an arm bar. You know, he submitted me super fast, you know, got the elbow, snapped it, and like very, 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 like very small pop, and he stopped before I even tapped. So technically, I could have kept going, you know, but I gave him his dub because he'd earned it. And but yeah, it is, that's, that's generally the jujitsu community. So I would always recommend before fighting you would do that. And it's just a generally a nice community. You won't hurt your body as much, but for MMA, yeah, eventually you're going to be hurting your body a little bit. <clears throat> Yeah, I was about to ask you about that. Was how the community was like, um, like I guess like the peers of that. Uh, if they were kind of, if it was very like just competitive environment, or if it was just kind of chill and everybody was, you know, just kind of <clears throat> hanging out, doing it together. Uh, it's very respectful, a uh, very respectful community. You know, like uh, I guess everyone understands each other. Like you're, you're training, and it doesn't matter if you're like we have, you know, like I said, soccer moms that come in on fight camp day. And they'll come in and train in the fight camp with us. And it's like, are they the focus? No, they understand that. The fighters are the focus. So, but as for regular class, like, it's all very respectful. Everyone's on their own level. Everyone's just happy and respects each other that you're that you're even taking the, uh, the journey to get punched in the face and get better at it. Yeah, that's so. pretty cool. Because I always and, imagined it as, like, a super aggressive, like, uh, very competitive kind of, kind of sport. I, it's the only gym I've been to. It's, it's an excellent gym, but uh, I imagine that there are gyms like that where it's like, you know, everybody's competing. Like, uh, you know, Gilbert Burns and Kamaru Usman, they used to train together. So I imagine, like, they, they probably look back on those days like, damn, he was, was he sizing me up the whole time? You know, all that type of shit. So, like, you know, there's always some, like, weird gym politics if you get really big into it. But everything's too little right now for amateurs and whatnot. It's just a very respectable community. Um, right. But, yeah, maybe in professionals it could be toxic and whatnot. And at bigger gyms with, you know, higher names and bigger paydays, so. Yeah, and speaking about the future, too, um, what what's next for you, man? Like, what do you, what do you got planned? Uh, my goal right now is honestly, um, I'm going to take a break, heal up a little bit. Uh, I'm buying property in the Appalachians, so I'm going to be, you know, developing that. And, uh, yeah, just. So, so you're actually you know. going to be, like, building it? Yep. Yeah, oh, shit. Be, you know, Trying to do some like some of that and then i uh, gotta go back to school so i'm trying to go for you know something electrical i would imagine or computers um i, I want to do electrical engineering but i might i might go go back get a certificate real quick so i can hop into the workforce yeah i mean there's with the gi bill there's so many things you can do man you can, you can do oh, yeah. trade school and then you can go to college and there, there's so many things absolutely and so it's like I could fight. probably pay for trade school with just you know I, I I'm decent with money so I can I have some money saved up I could probably pay for my trade school and then save my GI bill but I'll figure it out. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so fighting wise, I guess are you just kind of taking a break right now? Yeah, for sure. Um, when I'm moving, I gotta find a new gym. Like I gotta, we actually are doing like a little you know rollathon goodbye type thing at right, my gym. So. Right. But when I I gotta find a new gym and yeah, I'll have to. I'm going there, see if I like them, see if we, you know, personalities mesh and whatnot, and 
generally, like I said, the environment's pretty chill. But like you, like you were trying to bring up, like you never know. Could be, could be a gym you don't like. But once I find one, then we'll, then we'll figure out about getting back into fighting and whatnot. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. As of now, it's more focusing on that property and dancing yeah. my life a little bit. Was there anybody that kind of you looked up to for uh, for all this, like MMA and like jujitsu? Um, honestly, it's more so like just a, it's it's brings it. It reminds me more of the Marine Corps. That's more so what drove me into it. Is it like it's very, you know, camaraderie type, driven type thing. Everybody's body hurts. You know, everyone's bitching all the time, but they still you know do the drills, et cetera, et cetera. It's just. Reminds me of that. That's what, but like, in terms of like people I look up to, like, obviously the, the greats, like, um, you know, Gordon Ryan in, in Jiu Jitsu, like, I, I'm infatuated with leg locks because of him. Um, and what is that? First, Gordon Ryan, like, infatuated with leg locks, like, oh, leg lock. Knees. Okay. I thought you said something yeah. else. Yeah. Um, oh, odd, odd plug in, but yeah, like, Notice some. Have you noticed any slurring that for you had from for your time in service? Like any what? Like slurring of words and shit. Oh, um, yeah, actually, I kind of have. I don't, I don't know if it's just yeah. me being stupid in the moment, but. <laughs> I mean, it could be both. I've asked quite a few, quite a few dudes about it, because like I know a while back, um, Hunter Seven Foundation on Instagram, they did a uh, thing for three six because a bunch of our dudes had testicular cancer. And yeah. I'm, now I'm kind of just like, hmm, shit. And I started asking people about the slurring, and they're like, and I'm like, you know, I didn't, I didn't go to combat. Like, you know, I fucking, I was a grunt, but I didn't do any fucking cool shit. So I'm not, you know, TBI'd out. I don't have any explosions and shit on me. So I don't know, man. It's just something I noticed. But yeah, I, I want to interview the Hunter Seven Foundation because they're, they're honestly just like really, really cool. They got like a lot of fucking insight into what's going on, like <laughs> medically with like veterans and, um, and just like active duty dudes, they were they were uh, they were real interested with what was going on when um when they found out that Maxie had passed away because they they were telling us well they were telling me they're like yeah that's the second person that's had cancer in you know the last like two years and at your guys' age that's not fucking normal like at all especially lymphoma because that's a environmental um, caused yeah. cancer. Definitely, definitely, and I think it was because uh, the other dude who passed was in the motor pool, and obviously, Captain is you know all up in that fucking motor pool, so like, I don't know, man. It definitely something to do with the motor pool, in my opinion. Or first, I thought it was maybe burn pits in, uh, you know, Baca area, but and I'm thinking maybe not because Maxi didn't go. So Maxie yeah, was, I don't know. So. Because I mean, my first thought was the uh, the water, and I actually went to like uh, Lowe's or fucking Home Depot. I went to one of them, and I, I actually got like a water test kit, and fucking the water seemed fine. So I don't know. Um, obviously, that was just one barracks, so in just one room. So obviously, there's a lot of variables that can go into that, but yeah. I don't know, man. Definitely, definitely some weird shit, bro. Definitely weird. Oh yeah. I'm just. My little plug into that is I've noticed slurring. Um, I talked to you know, some of our other, some of my boys that got out, and they've noticed it as well. So really, yeah. that almost kind of worries me. Then, like, it kind of makes me wonder, like, uh, what the fuck's going on? Am I uh, getting slightly? Is this why I can't do math in college? Is this why I'm failing yeah, my really. algebra two class? 
<laughs> yeah, man, my, my wife will catch me. She'll oh be like, my God. what did you say? What the fuck did you just say? Like, she gets kind of, like, angry because I'm, like, don't yeah. say my sentences properly. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Might be. Uh, yeah, man. Definitely That's... wild. Definitely wild. Oh, yeah, <laughs> dude. It, it's fucking... It's kind of crazy all the shit we get exposed to. And, you know, it kind of makes me... Uh, you know, we test all these water bowls and shit. You always see the writing on them when the corpsmen go through and look at them. But then I kind of wonder, I was like, when when do they really clean those things out? Like, do they even do that? I don't know. Yeah, like, they're supposed to crawl in there and, like, they don't they normally make their boot corpsmen do it. And they crawl in there and, like, scuzz it out and shit. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah, but, I mean, I, have I ever seen that happen? <laughs> no. Yeah, I was about to say, I haven't seen that myself. But then again, I, I imagine that'd be, like, a motor pool thing. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, they do get all the water for the uh, water bowls from this fucking little uh, spigot um, fucking out by almost across the street from the uh, burrito shack where that little ice fucking ice machine building thing is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's where they get it all from. I'm kind of wondering if maybe it's that because I remember when I was still like uh, at my recruiting station... I remember one time in 2017, somebody comes in, he's like this super old dude, and he's like, hey, uh, you guys, um, do you guys know anybody on Lejeune? And my recruiters were like, um, yeah, why? And they're like, uh, and then this guy's like, well, my wife has cancer and I need to call somebody because she got it from Lejeune, like from the water. And I was just sitting there, I was like, um, what? <laughs> and, oh, um, man. Yeah, apparently they, yeah, apparently, like, they used to just dump chemicals, um, fuck, I guess out in the field or something, and they ended up getting into the water system, and, like, there's this whole span, um, this whole time frame, I don't even know exactly what the time frame was, but all the Marines that were on Lejeune at that, and that, within that time frame, including, like, families and shit, like, a lot of them got cancer, and a lot of them, uh, there's, like, birth defects and shit, too. Um, yeah, it was a really big deal. Congress actually ended up doing, um, like compensating people. Like there was a big compensation thing going on. I don't know if that, yeah, that's dude. like recent though. That's fucking crazy. And dude, it could be anything. It's like, it could, oh, be, yeah, it could be the dude. water. It could be, there's like depleted uranium in the bullets and the rounds. Yeah, dude, that like shit's fucking crazy. Yeah, like. It's shit's shit could be fucking anything. It's just insanity. And then you think about like the the smells from the fucking the AAVs, the Humvees, the fucking um JLTVs, the seven tons, like all the fucking toxic fucking yeah. air we probably breathe in too. The yeah. AAVs fucking those Oh things. my god. I was in dude. One of the, and that the bitch was fully sealed and that like hydraulic the door broke. And like just that hydraulic fluid poured all over, I'm assuming the engine block, because it was just smoking. And it was like, and they're like, no, that's fine. The engine's fine. It's not overheating. It's just the hydraulic broke. And we're like, okay, that's cool. But like, I'm still breathing this shit in, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, they're like, they're like, that's not even the worst. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, we're like, uh, wait, um, there's more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I remember we were uh, we were in Norway, and um, one of the AAVs actually caught on fucking fire. Yeah. Yeah, and then they were breaking down and shit too, and then um, but dude, just the smell. We, we splashed with that AMV, so I'm happy. We we moved AMVs before AAVs before we splashed, but I was like, oh dude, we're not going in the water in this thing with this door locked. I was like, oh hell no. 
Oh yeah, dude. We yeah. we were especially after what happened with uh, all those dudes out in um on the west coast because they wanted to uh yeah this yeah they wanted to splash and shit and go across like some kind of like ford and um we were all fucking nervous as shit about it dude because like nobody trusts these fucking things anymore like they, they're oh, death no. tra- like they, they've been tra- death traps and now they've obviously already fucking they finally got around to killing some people's and like nobody fucking nobody wants to be in them just the smells, dude. The fucking, like, you can't even breathe in that fucking thing. You're sitting in there for, like, 20, 30 minutes sometimes going to wherever. Yeah, I know I know the exact smell you're talking about. It's like, that shit, shit's so intense. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, like fucking yeah. horrible. My thing, my thing happened before the, uh, thing on the West Coast. Like, I mean, we, we obviously didn't have any injuries, and no, no, they didn't let that particular AAV splash. But I was like, oh, fuck, man, this is... I could see how they could have some errors further on down the line. And then, of course, you know, yeah. West Coast happens. But, yeah, it's, it's shitty, man. Yeah have, you seen, as fuck. yeah, have you seen the new ones? The, uh, what the fuck do they call them? You know what I'm talking about? I have not, actually. Um, Yeah, they have, like, new ones. They look like the LAVs, almost. I don't, I don't know too much, like, about the specs and shit, but they, uh, they, they, they're wheeled now. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, that's pretty... Yeah. They're called ACVs, Amphibious Combat, combat yeah, 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 that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's I need a Jamie, well. dude, so I can just pull up fucking pictures and shit. Hey, Jamie, look this up. Yeah, you, get, you definitely gotta get a <laughs> hey, Jamie, bro. Yeah, or you, you just gotta do it yourself until, for the meantime. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> fucking... Dude, this shit's kind of cool, though, seeing all you guys doing this jiu-jitsu shit and, like, MMA and fucking... Yeah, you got you got Nolan. Nolan's crushing it. You yeah, got dude. Latore. Yeah, Latore's fucking killing it too, man. Yeah. I interviewed him like the day before his fight, um, recently, and he's just talking. He's like, dude, I'm gonna win it. Like, I'm I'm fucking, like, I've been preparing for this. Like, I'm gonna win it. And lo and behold, he fucking wins it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Speaking into existence, I felt, I felt the same way, man. And I, I went out there and I'm like, um, I entered the cage and it's like, you know clearing the room kind of type shit trying to get in my opponent's head yeah like, dude. I, I was super calm like i said and that motherfucker head kicked me bro and i was like oh, okay like this, <laughs> this is this is different this is an actual fight yeah, yeah. dude i'm sure that shit fucking that's fucking i can't even imagine like what um like what's going through your head at that point you're following like the adrenaline that's pumping um i i uh specifically remember like trying to like depress my adrenaline like you don't want to you know it's called adrenaline dumping and once that happens you uh it messes you up like your cardio is fucking shot like um so what you do is before your work your warm-ups are excess not not excessively long but they should be the same as your normal warm-up and you should have a decent sweat you should have enough to like um just like you know how you feel after doing like some right yeah 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 and you want that so you don't adrenaline dump in the cage and that's when you see their cardio because he had kicked me man i woke up and you've seen the video i like stood back up and he like went for a takedown because he slipped and like he got to take down a full mount i woke i came back to fruition at the bottom of mount and i was like oh shit i'm like i'm getting my fucking head smashed in try to wall walk you <laughs> use the use the cage get him <laughs> off me and shit and eventually i was able to like crawl back out get get one leg using an elbow escape yeah i was almost gonna i was gonna ask like uh looking back on that now 
like like once you've rewatched the video is there anything you thought you could have done differently that would have like you know gotten you back like on your feet and like just throwing fucking hands um on the ground uh on the on the standing uh, there's plenty of things i could have done differently um normally i'm a very uh, his range threw me off so normally i'm a very like close fighter very high guard you know i had my hand placement was different and that opened up the room for the head kick and he, you know, excellent job on him. You know, he immediately saw it, saw the hole and took it. Um, but in terms of ground, um, I have a whole, you know, uh, what are they called? Like flow chart. I have a whole flow chart. I'm not even joking. Like uh, oh, I you really? know, write it down on my computer and I have like when I'm at the bottom of mount, these are the escapes I'll attempt. If I'm near a wall, wall walk. If I'm, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, your standard ones, elbow escape, uh, trap and roll. You know, you learn all these things and you just operate like a, like a computer program. And that's what I started doing whenever I woke up to him and mount and yeah, like it's almost blows. yeah it was literally yeah. just like marine corps shit you're just like contact left contact right right like, yeah, oh, yeah yeah almost contact, like media yeah. action type shit 100 percent. and so i immediately tried to do a wall walk failed try to do a hip bump eventually use a hip bump just to break his posture once i was able to break his posture and keep him from sitting up it was super easy to get an elbow escape got back to guard and then I was like, okay, cool. Round finished. Round finished with me with a triangle setup position. So I went to guard. And I was able to get my leg through. And I had the setup, but not locked in. Round finished. I go back to round, my, my chair. I'm pretty dazed. Stand up. And then uh, we go to round two. And I always try to finish in the in the corner with me standing. This way, like, you know, it gets in their head. Kind of. And, and how much and, taller was this guy? I'm 5'10". I'm, I'm, like, actually, like, 5'9 and a half now. Um to you know marine corps but <laughs> right. pressing my back but uh yeah yeah he was six one and just like those three inches oh them, shit yeah that's a yeah. that's a little bit of a height difference but three yeah and a lot of people don't, don't play into it but like three inches of height difference it also means like wider shoulders wider frames that way and just right. everything about right. it yeah and just dude just yeah um, he was untouchable on the standing for me um in the second round i could tell he was gassed so you know we started trading and he lands like a one two but I was able to like kind of like roll with it, and then I went to go move in to to, to get to close the distance because my once once I knew I closed the distance on the kid, I was like I'm never giving up that distance. If I get inside and it's in the pocket fight, I'm staying in because you're so lanky. Like I'm just gonna be on top of it. I close the distance and he immediately shot for a takedown. I'm assuming I don't know if his corner told him like yo go for the takedown. You did well. I'm like I don't think you did particularly well on the ground because I was at the bottom of mount and I ended almost ended the round almost submitting you after surviving a ground and pound, so I don't know what his corner told him, but if they did tell him to go to the ground, he fucked up, because I tapped him out in, like, 30 seconds after that, so. Yeah, man, and that's all fucking, it's like, there's a lot that goes into this shit that people really don't think about, like, I talked about it with, uh, with Latore, and, um, he was telling me a little bit about the shit that goes on in the background and shit, um, that's all pretty cool, though, I was wondering, um, with the, with the way, MMA and UFC works is it do you want to try and like finish out the fight like in a shorter amount of like rounds or is it the more rounds like does it just not matter like how many rounds it goes for um honestly what the it depends on what what perspective you're looking at like um from the promotions perspective they just want to see a good fight they just want to see like the crowd you know shit that's going to sell tickets like they don't it doesn't have to go to a finish doesn't have to be but they want you know obviously they want the high the high real knockouts, all that shit. But if you go in there and just have like a banger, like my first fight was like that. It was three rounds of just cake boxing and like we're 
he gave me like a black eye busted up my forehead and like i gave him like broken nose like bloody you know it looked good it was like hell yeah we like that kind of shit but you know it's uh for the fighter's perspective it's always good to, to finish the fight it makes you look good it's good for your record and you never know you never know who what the judges are going to decide you don't know if it's you know a boxing a group of boxing judges judging an mma match and even though you had the domination on the ground give you that as like clinching and like a sign of weakness in boxing so you never know like and and how do they do the judging because like uh, i mean obviously it's kind of obvious to fucking beat the shit out of somebody more but i don't know is it all like kind of dependent on points like if they do a certain move compared to another there's, there's yeah there's points there's um I've, honestly um i have i've read it before my first fight but i haven't read it since i probably should brush up on it again but like you have like octagon domination like if you are um the person in the center of the ring clearly making the opponent step back um you have significant strikes so to the head body or leg that are counted um you have you know ground control time if you're on the ground and you're on top you have same thing on the on the fence pretty sure so you have like a lot of metrics to determine the domination factor like and that all goes into victory like like people out of a lot of a lot of there was a lot of controversy over dominic reyes versus john jones but if you watch the fight like john jones he had the center of the octagon most of the fight and that makes it look like he was dominating you know to the judges right. to the official unified rules but yeah if you looked them up they're, they're the unified rules of mma like so did you um oh yeah no i'm sure i'm sure because i always wondered about that because i'd be watching fights because my my roommate got me into like the ufc and uh into like joe rogan and shit and um i always wondered that like how they kind of base all that shit off of um what i was gonna ask you though is did you see the uh the logan paul fight with uh floyd mayweather uh, i did not oh damn um, okay i was gonna ask you I saw about some, that. i saw some highlights of it so. Yeah, dude. I was I I forgot to ask Latore about that. I hate that. Um, really wish uh really wish I would have asked him about that. Um, but yeah, yeah man. I do remember seeing some pretty disgusting punches coming from Logan Paul, like some. Yeah, I was gonna say scary. I was kind of surprised with like how well he kind of uh survived. I was expecting fucking Mayweather to knock him the fuck out. <laughs> um, it's a power. It's a power difference. Uh, see that a lot with like lower weight classes. Um, Mayweather's a very small dude. You know, not take anything from him. Dude would probably like take my, you know, rock my jaw. But, um, and Logan Paul's a bigger guy. That's why like, you see like a lot of the female fights in MMA, very lighter weight classes, like the 125, 115. Yeah, like featherweight. I think that's what they call it. Yeah, super low knockout rate because they just can't generate the same power. So they just wind up like you know turning each other into. Hamburger meat. <laughs> what was uh? I think her name was Rose or something. She was some like they kicked Zhang Wiley. Yeah, yeah, the Chinese yeah. uh, the Chinese fight. That was hilarious. Son. Did you see that one? Oh hell yeah! That was oh awesome. dude, uh, that was funny because everybody in the crowd, as soon as they're like, "Yeah, from China," everyone's like, "USA, USA." <laughs> the weight of a nation upon her back yeah like, fucking funny. One. <laughs> yeah dude and then she just smacked the ground too and then she tried to uh wasn't she trying to like um uh what, what the fuck's the word um contest it. yeah contest it yeah contest the uh and results they're, they're pretty good about it like in the moment you gotta understand like i, I think she was kind of still in the fight but i mean it is what it is like yeah yeah because she almost it's, got uh, right back up she did like and she was you know fresh fresh so 
a lot of that knockout power depends on like hydration levels and whatnot. There's really no way to train your your head to get knocked out. You have to like strengthen your neck muscles and be hydrated. And the way that she returned, like her the, her eyes, you could see it. She was there. But I mean, you never know. Like yeah. also, it's what's what the ref says is what the ref says. It's right. their job. They're the officiator. Take it or leave it. They're obviously gonna fight again because it ended so quickly. So right, right. Yeah, it'll be a good fight to see. Yeah, man. Yeah, those I... ladies are, are killers. Yeah, and do you see like once you uh, finish with this break that you're taking, do you do you see yourself like do you really want to go pro? Do you like what do you what do you really want like like five years from now? Um, I don't know. Like, uh, I'm just gonna, you know, I almost I almost got knocked out this fight, so you know maybe we'll see. Like, uh, maybe I won't because I'm also trying to go back to school. You know, I plan on starting some businesses. Like, we'll see. But I mean, maybe I will go pro and like, I don't know. Honestly, I really don't know. As of now, I'm just kind of going with the flow. It's something I enjoy. I have a competitive nature, competitive spirit. And so I was like, fuck it. Let me hop in the cage. Seen we've done well. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah there's I'm nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, w- it would be better to be like, hey, I'm going to go do this and actually get paid for it instead of... Yeah, I mean, know. not not too many people could say they had the balls to get in the ring with someone, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fun as hell. It's super fun. I love it. Yeah, man. Well, I want to thank you for uh, coming on to the show and talking with me today, man. This was uh, this was really cool. Absolutely, brother. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, man. And uh, what's uh, what's your handle so dudes can can follow you? Um, Gradles eleven uh, on Instagram. So G R A D L E Z under or it's underscore yeah underscore eleven. So yeah. Cool. Oh no, it's wait. <laughs> One second. No, you're good. It's you're dot. good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's dot eleven. Gradle's dot eleven. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Gotcha. Man, I appreciate having, having oh, me yeah, on. Oh yeah, man. Uh, Absolutely. Yep. We'll uh, we'll do this again sometime. Maybe after yeah. the next fight. Yeah, definitely, man. That sounds great. Um, you're yeah. Safe. Have a good night, and uh, everybody listening, have a good night. See you Absolutely. guys next time. Adios.